Recorded live. Welcome, brothers and sisters from around the United States and around the world. Tonight is July 19, 2018. This is actually episode 43 of this show. I know we were in the hundreds on the other show, but um, that's over relevant. Um, we appreciate you guys being here and um, and, put, and definitely appreciate the positive comments. You know, today I've seen an article that Trump puts himself before America. Wow, really? I've heard from the illegals firsthand on how bad Trump is. Really? Sign an executive order so their kids could be uh, back with their parents. I mean, that's not something us Americans can, you know, have the luxury of doing, but uh, yeah, it really makes him a bad man. I also hear that racists support Trump. Really? Am I a racist? No? I don't, I don't acknowledge that German, German or that Jewish terminology. Sorry, not German, Jewish. I don't, I don't acknowledge that German or Jewish terminology nor do I consider myself one. What am I? I'm a white preservationist. Yes, I want to preserve my race and its purity. Hell yeah. I've seen this. Do what? That's what they try to say. Call us all racist. I mean, if we don't agree with LGBT or Black Lives Matter, then we're racist. Well, yeah, and, um, you know, I mean, hell, everybody's a racist nowadays. I mean, there's reverse racism. This is just as bad, if not worse. Um, You know, I've seen race mixing firsthand. There's several different new races being formed daily. It's not pretty. It's not what I would call American if it was meant to be, God that I I you know read it up on and the God that I acknowledge, uh, if, it, if it was meant to be, we'd all be the same color. You know, Trump is such a bad man, a bad president. You know, I, I think basically, you know, when he says you know, fake news, he hasn't said Jewish fake news, because that that's really what it is. You know, of course, this hasn't been a perfect presidency. And it's not going to be for this term. But it'll get better next term. Trust me, he'll be reelected. I've witnessed, and everybody else has witnessed, under the current administration, events that are historic. The first one would have been the meeting with Kim Jong-un, the North Korean dictator. No sitting president has ever sat down with Kim Jong-un, and I don't think ever sat down with his father. And I can be wrong on that. Now, we have Everybody on Capitol Hill, up in arms, because Vladimir Putin has an invite to the United States. 
to the White House. That is that that is so awesome to, uh, to me. I I think that is just totally, uh, completely awesome. And the reason I say this, and I did some oh. research. You know when the last Russian leader, and who it was, to visit the United States. Oh, it was before Kennedy. I can't remember who he visited. It happened December 7th, 1988, during Ronald Reagan's era as president, 30 years ago, was Mikhail Gorbachev. So by inviting Vladimir Putin, we will yet witness another historic event. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Putin at the White House. What is it going to hurt? If Vladimir Putin or Kim Jong Un get an invite to the White House, what I mean, what what is it really going to hurt? I mean, it, are they are they going to set it up a smoke signal and oh hey you need to bomb this you know you know bomb that? No hell no, they're out of their comfort zone for one. For two, it's an advantage when you're they're on American soil to actually get some stuff done instead of being on mutual ground. Where you know it's like a neutral site instead of being on a neutral ground or or in their in their neck of the woods, if they're on our soil they're more they're more likely to agree to some stipulations now, I know Trump has said you know uh, all this stuff about all these you know uh, uh you know, about the FBI, CIA, NSA, you know, all these intelligent agencies. I know, you know, he, he kind of denounced them a little bit. But I and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and denounce them right now. You know, they watch me. They watch they go to they watch our conference. Well what? What are we doing? We're not doing anything. We don't have plans to do anything. But yet they, they 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 waste taxpayers' money. Watch a bunch of guys get together to share. Yeah. It's basically just it's just you know break break bread at the table and you know share a common ground. But yeah, oh, what we're not just racist; we're terrorists now. But I'm I'm the most. Red-blooded, God-fearing man, I know. Yeah, I know a lot of my brothers are too. Yet we're racist. They were terrorists. So I would love to see Vladimir Putin come over. I would love for him to come to the White House, and I would love for him and Trump to get together. And yeah, I, I, we all know there was Russian meddling. In the election, that shit does need to stop. But on the same point, in in on the same on the same coin, basically, uh, the only way we're going to get to stop is to get Vladimir Putin on our soil and say, "Hey, listen, look at this is America. This is what we're about. This is what we are." You know, you're you're your country, we're our country, and you know, your meddling your meddling's not gonna be tolerated yet, you know. You you go do what you gotta do in your country, we're gonna do what we gotta do in ours. 
losing you a little bit, J.D. We got a thunderstorm rolling through until about 8 o'clock tonight or 9. Now, now. Yeah. You getting out in Oklahoma today? Huh? Did you what? Yeah, I said, did you get this thunderstorm out in Oklahoma today? No, hell no. Well, I'll tell you, the only thing that could make this meeting in the White House better is if Putin rolled in on a goddamn sadistic souls cut. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be great? Hell, uh, right on that, meet the President Trump. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, what, you know, basically what my, my basically, <laughs> well, basically what my rant is all about is nobody has had an, another Russian president. Nobody's had another, you know, a, a mini with uh, a North Korean dictator. Nobody's done what Trump has done, but yet he puts himself before America. I, I didn't. I didn't hear any. I didn't hear anything from the Jewish news that um, stated that he went over to you know North Korea and said, "Hey, can we put up an embassy with some caves there? So just in case you blow us up, we we can be safe." Us politicians. I didn't hear that. Right. <laughs> I mean, he, he didn't do that with uh, Russia either. Hey, uh, hey, can we, hey, Putin, can we put a fucking you know embassy over here with some tunnels? Now, that'd be putting themselves first. Yeah. You know they're going to have a big motorcade taking him to the White House. You know, it'd be really cool. Uh, Putin does ride a bike. It'd be really cool if he wanted a bike and had a uh, motorcycle motorcade to the White House. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll actually have to uh, <coughs> get, over, get some... Get somebody that we know that's over there that's close to him to say, hey, man, we got a white power organization that like to escort you to the White House. Yeah. <laughs> All the sadistic right. souls, you know, they're, they're a bunch of supposedly dirty, greasy bike, you know, dirty, greasy bikers that like to flip people off and got tire thumpers and all this shit, but they're, they're pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. I just don't see where Jewish news has done anybody any good other than, you know, I guess Luke could probably, you know, admit to this too. I, I can't watch a TV commercial or even watch a damn uh, TV show that doesn't uh, include mixed mixed race. Uh, of some sort, you know what I mean? And it's like, Jesus, criminy. You know, I think Brother Ed went down to a beach in Florida and it was 90 plus percent mixed race. Yeah, that's what he said. There was only one white family on the beach that was all white family. Mom, dad, the kids. That's pretty sorry ass thing right here in America. You can't even go to a coastal beach you know, and, and see that uh, white is clearly a minority. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, I guess I don't watch TV or go to the movies. I hate that shit. Well, well, I don't go to the movies, but, you know, I do have to keep up on current times to do these shows and, and uh, you know, also be informed on what the hell's going on in, in the world. Um, not that I don't, not that I don't get enough on hands, um, information that, you know, is probably far beyond what any news organization will ever put out there. Uh, you know, it's just... News, news and more news. you got to research the news make sure you ain't got some fucking bullshit in it. You what? Right? I said it's news, news, and more news. And then you got to do research on the news to make sure you ain't got bullshit in it. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, well, we watch a lot of news around here, man. Well, I mean, you have to have be informed about some things that go on in the world. I mean, uh, you could take it, uh, you know, as a grain of salt or whatever, or whatever, or however you want to take it. But I mean, it's the same point in time. You you kind of have to know what's going on in the world. I mean, I wish I was in an, uh, you know, off the grid and in an area to where I didn't have to worry about the news and couldn't be, couldn't watch TV because. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a smartphone. I wouldn't have, you know, anything. You know, I mean, if I got to con- contact somebody, I'll contact somebody on a fucking shortwave radio. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, I mean, that's yeah. just the way it would be. Hey, you know, you got two big guys on the block. Don't you think eventually at some time they're going to talk? I mean, they got to. Uh, at some time, America and Russia has to talk. The big deal is all these Muslims coming in and doing all this terrorism. You know, with, with, uh, we clearly see the FBI lie for Hillary and Obama and all these Democrats. So we know our, I and our, a lot of our government offices are shifty. We can all agree on that. And uh, <clears throat> uh, these guys have been on this shifty ship for so long, it wouldn't put it past me if uh, Hillary and Obama wasn't banned off. Uh, where is this ISIS from, this country down there, to actually be the ones hacking and making it look like Russia did it. So they can point their finger at Russia, like probably them trying to fuck Trump. And then somehow the American people beat them. But the whole deal of these meetings is, is they want to stop all these fuckers from uh, bombarding our country. Muslims, Muslim terrorists, and, and uh, well, Mexicans coming up into America like they are with Half of them carrying drugs and uh, trying to, you know, work gangs and everything else into their way to uh, wipe America out. None of them are for America. That's why we have, the, you know, the door policy. You come in through the door. You knock and we open the door and we see if you're all right, just like we do in our homes. If you don't like the guy at the door, you don't let him in. Uh and that's just how it is coming into America. People fit that he can't come in. But if they start flooding your country and all these Muslims, and they uh, they don't come here to visit, they come here to mooch. They're going to take all your fucking money. They're going to clean you out. They're going to wipe your government clean while the citizens of the government who steadily pay lose their money. And that's what Trump wants to put a stop to and Putin believes to do. And then they, they're talking about making uh, maybe make some changes 
trough for 90 minutes. And when presidents meet in private with other country's leaders, they've only been known to take 35 to 40 minutes. Reagan took the longest with Gorbachev. When Trump met with Putin, they went in the back room with only their interpreters, and they talked for two hours while the news sat outside and waited on a special report. Held the TV up for two fucking hours looking at the door that they were sitting behind talking. Well, obviously, there's a lot, of t- lot to talk about. I mean, if, if Trump wasn't a negotiator, if Trump wasn't, you know, I mean, if Trump didn't have something to offer and, 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 and Gorbachev didn't have anything to offer in return, then that, that would have been a 20-minute discussion. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's a give and take, guys. You know, the art of a deal, basically. You know, what Trump is used to, it's the art of a deal. Hey, listen, we'll, we'll lift these sanctions if you do this, you know, uh, uh, we'll, we'll lift these sanctions if you stop supporting that damn that motherfucker that's dropping fucking chemical weapons in the what Syria? Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, you know, come on. And then, um, I mean, it's just. I mean, if they really had something to talk about for two hours, then that was a very productive conversation. Now. What was said and what's been retracted, okay, whatever. I mean, you know, uh, you could you could take with you you could take and you could take it or leave it, I guess. Um, but for uh, somebody to have a conversation for two hours, hell, it's hard for us to have a conversation for two hours on this fucking radio show. And and you know, uh, I mean, <laughs> we do this every week. He also talked to him about. The uh, the elections and if his people and you know that probably wasn't a short conversation because Trump has questions he wants answered and Putin couldn't answer the questions he could only firmly stick that he knew nothing about it and he was willing to put a team together with Trump an American and a Russian team to interrogate these uh, somewhat crooked officials that say that you know shit that it's some guys, and who they're pointing their finger at. Well, let's get them all in a group. Let's find out who these leaders were that were in place to get them together with two special groups for interrogation. They'll take them to Russia with our group of guys, and they'll be interrogated by both Russian and Americans. And then they come back to America and be interrogated by Russians and Americans again until they are sure that they're getting the right answer. It's just very funny. It's just very funny to me now that um, that um, Robert Mueller had to um, get a warrant or not what or not a warrant um, to go after Trump's personal attorney. Well, I mean, regardless of whatever they collect, that's still attorney-client privilege because he was he was Trump's attorney at the point in time prior to the presidency. Now, you know, Trump has said that this has been a witch hunt and. Robert Mueller has yet to bring you any proof beyond a shadow of a doubt that there was, you know, that there was conspiracy or or co- cohesion or anything against well, the Trump campaign. He, he wants the TV servers, I know it. Uh, he wants the TV servers that. Uh, uh, Hillary Clinton 
Clinton's 33,000 emails were on. Somebody has to have these servers, and he wants to know who has them. Were they served out of Russia, or were they served out in the Middle East? These things that they could happen in the Middle East. That's why they can't be found by Russian or American. Right. Same people that hide the Benghazi files and all that other shit. They're all out there hiding under Hillary. Pretty soon they're going to get desperate and they're going to want money because these guys are, you know, slowly losing their credibility. And, and they're, they're, these people are going to come forth with this information that they're going to want today. Well, I hear that Hillary's thinking about going for 2020. And she just keeps digging herself a deeper hole. Yeah. You know what I mean? She ought to just back out of the media and be quiet, man. She's so goddamn guilty right now. She needs, she, the last thing she needs to do is make noise. I mean, Trump's, Trump's looking. He knows. You know, he knows there's... Uh, there's uh, evidence to be found on her, and she's hiding something, and there's lots of government officials in her favor that's helping her hide this information. And some officials in other countries that uh, possibly some of the U.S. ambassadors may know about that ain't talking either. And the few that was going to tell got killed in Benghazi, the ones she didn't trust. Right. Yeah, I I definitely don't agree with what decisions were made in Benghazi. I mean that was, that was a, a horrific uh, event that happened in uh, history. It's an event that I you know I I hope is never repeated. But uh, you know Benghazi is a war zone to begin with. But I mean when somebody's asking for help and you don't send help, uh, that tells me what kind of person you are. Um, you're. Um, Your philosophy is not the philosophy of America. Now, Trump, Trump is rattling a lot of cages, including China, which he's put tariffs on, and you know this, and you know, and and got rid of uh, a lot of, of uh, trade trade packs and everything else, and you know, and uh, and now NAFTA is under the gun, and he's got, um, you know, he does have uh, people that are looking at all this and saying, you know, what can we do and, and how would be, you know, how, how would be the best way to go about it? And, um, you know, the North America Free Trade Agreement is not the best, North, not in the best interest for us. I mean, basically Mexico, uh, you know, they can bring in everything tariff-free. Canada, tariff-free. You know, it's... Uh, you know, but I mean, the, what they import, we don't even export a fourth of what they import. So how does that benefit us? Come on. Right. Let's all forget the billions of dollars we hand out in goodwill money every year. Right. I mean, well, what, two or three years ago, uh, actually Russia gave back... Uh, Gave back the money, the goodwill money, like $20 billion that uh, they said they didn't want because it only corrupts their government because the officials are using this money for personal gain to stay in office. 
Goddamn Iran wouldn't give that shit back. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, no. Not that airplane full of money. Fuck, no, they want more. Oh, they're close to, you know, they're close to nuclear weapons and this, this, and that. I, I just, you know, I don't know about Iran. Yeah. And then, then all of a sudden, uh, when we did locate Ben Laden, the soldiers that located him and took him down uh, were just so happy to all be in the same helicopter at the same time that got shot down. Yeah, that was... Um, Under Obama's Yeah, that was... That was um, I can't go into detail about that. I know more than I, I should know on that, and that can probably get me in a lot of trouble if I said anything. But, um, yeah, SEAL teams don't travel in one helicopter. Pretty funny how we give um, – uh, shit, I'm tired. Uh fucking wore out tonight. Now, uh funny how we give people so much money that, um, you know, uh, the number one terrorist in the world is hiding in, 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 <laughs> on, on the soil next to an air base, a military air base. Uh, what was that, Syria? Yeah. He could, throw, he could have thrown a rock. It's serious, or no? I I forget what country it was, man. You know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm I'm wore out. Yeah, um, but he could he could throw in a rock at the air base, and I mean, you're you're trying to tell me those motherfuckers that we gave all that money to didn't know he was there? Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. They knew. Okay. Oh yeah, they knew. But, you know, like I said, with, you know, uh, with what uh, what the intelligence agencies do as far as what we know and our experience with them, it's absolute bullshit. I mean, we put on our website, we put up basically better pictures than what they get. We we put what we did, uh, we you know, what runs and where we went and, you know, what we do. and. Um, I mean, so why, you know, after almost a decade, why would you even waste another taxpayer's dollar? This year they had a, a, a fucking Yukon going by with a guy in the back taking pictures of us. Really? Uh, up? Come on, guys. We, you know, we put the pictures on the web page. Yeah. And you know something else we heard nothing about uh, is South Africa. I haven't talked to our guy down there in quite some time. Uh, I'm going to have to get a hold of him here in the next couple of days. Uh, see how things are going. I'm trying to worry about it quite often. Uh, I mean, they're killing people down there like crazy. They took out six of their soldiers down there. So all of a sudden, they just dropped the ball on that. The news keeps focusing somewhere else. Um, but, you know, we need to stay focused on those countries that are like that, that are, because they're, they're really planning to come here and terrorize us. 
a, just like our special forces that were, you know, down in uh, Africa and doing special training ops and everything else, um, you know, they were in unarmored vehicles, not even light armored vehicles, and they were attacked, and they were attacked because they got ratted out. You know what now, I don't know. I don't know why. You know what they're down there for? They were down there researching airborne disease and hate and stuff. They sent like ten researchers down there, and they give them a they give them a six man crew of uh, military to to look out for them down there. Yeah, but generally when we um, when we military uh, ops into, into a, uh, you know, hostile area or maybe a hostile area. They at least have light armor vehicles, if not heavy armor vehicles. Um, they didn't even have armored vehicles. And uh, that, to me, just doesn't sound like an op that was well put together. I don't know who put that together. I don't know who authorized that. And I really don't care. Uh, what I do care about is the... Uh, the uh, American soldiers that died uh, because we didn't uh, give them what they needed. Well, you know, Africa's supposed to be a family. We shouldn't have had to worry about it. No, well, we shouldn't have to worry about a lot of things, but we do. Right. I mean, that's it. You know, we just have some researchers down there. We give them a six-man team to, to look out for them. You know, in case they did have any little bit of trouble, you'd think that would be enough. But when you come in with a, a larger group, then you can hold off even six Navy SEALs or it might have trouble after so many men. You know, when you, you only got so much ammo on you, they, you know, you get held down for so long and you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, that's just what happened. I mean... They weren't expecting trouble down there. I mean, Africa opened the door with open arms. Come on down, look for some. Yeah, they need some help. You know, AIDS is a serious epidemic down there. And, uh, and uh, other airborne diseases, they want to make sure it's safe for Americans to be down there, you know, lurking around. So they want to go down and research the air first and see what other type of disease is there. But, you know, uh, Back when I was in prison, one in every 100 white men won't catch AIDS. Uh, they had a guy in the 90s, 96, 97, and I was listening to it on the news how he had AIDS and he beat it. And then the government and the doctors and pharmaceutical paid him so much money to shoot him up with full-blown AIDS to see if it would kill him. And uh, he agreed to it. And so they, they gave him his money, and he, he went in and they shot him up with full-blown AIDS, and they kept an eye on him, and sure enough, man, his body beat it. All the blue, he didn't have AIDS no more. Right. Right. So then they determined that one in every 100 white men will not catch AIDS. But uh, Africans are susceptible to it. <laughs> an African disease. It's in their genes. Like, uh, sickle cell. Thank God for sickle cell.
You ever you seen a nigger? Yeah. Uh, you ever seen a nigger on sickle cell? Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty painful. Look, it, it's uh, uh, it's a thank God for sickle cell. <laughs> White people don't get it. Ah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff like that, you know, that our bodies will fight that other uh, ethnics don't, that their bodies don't fight it. We got a real strong DNA as white people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they've devised ways to bring it down. You know what I mean? It's really this white guilt that's killing us for a long time. They're dumbing our children down and making them believe they're weaker and inferior to other races. It's it's, uh, it's amazing what the Jews can do with TV. Yeah. I mean, really, the FCC needs to put some foot into that. Uh, you know, this is America. We shouldn't we shouldn't be brainwashed in our own living. At least not no, our but we are. <laughs> but yeah. we are. When you try to teach your children what's going on, you're racist. Then the schools try to make you sound dumb and old. Now you don't know what you're talking about anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so really, we, we got... I believe these guys digging into our government like this and finding out who's really fucking us might be a good thing. No, we're getting hosed every which way but loose. But, I mean, it's just, you know, uh, politicians, you know, giving a better deal than another country so they, you know, don't get out of line. Um, of course, they never succeeded with North Korea, and they've never succeeded, you know, with uh, with Russia. Um you know, yeah, Gorbachev right. brought, brought down the wall, but I mean, you know, if you're gonna have world peace, you're gonna, you know, you you gotta hit the hot spots. I mean, in, you know, that's Africa, Russia, and and uh, you know, North Korea. Uh, right. You know, but right. South Africa, anywhere in Africa, has not even been acknowledged by the Jewish media or Jewish news. I mean, we have put gruesome pictures. That I basically stated that um, if you have a weak stomach, do not, you know, arrow down um, because these pictures are, are graphic, very, very graphic, and that that yeah. is what is happening down in Africa right now. And I mean, they're even burning their own, yeah, lighting them on fire. They're raping the whole family. I mean, the men right in front of the women and children. Before they kill them, the men, the boys, the mothers, the daughters, the father, everybody—they cut them down at the same time and they rape them right in front of each other before they kill them right in front of them at the same time. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's really sickening, man. And yet, I mean, they act like we're the bad guys here in America, but that—they want to come to America and be able to act like that, right? 
trying to turn the tables and, you know, be like the KKK and run down the white people. Really, you know, a lot of those Black Panthers came up out of there in the Obama's term. That's the whole idea behind the Black Lives Matter. And, uh, You know, they're just, and then all of a sudden it's back to kill a cop program. We've seen this once out of Black Panthers in the 70s. They can't come here and hide behind Black Lives Matter and still shoot cops. And, and then the Black, you know, Panthers are right there with them. Who do you think's doing it? The same motherfuckers who was doing it before, the Panthers. After Obama left office, it's funny all that shit stopped. No more Black Lives Matter fucking up the fucking highways. No more Black Lives Matter and Black Panthers shooting cops. Fuck no, they got the hell out of here. And every time it happens, it's the cops' fault. How the fuck is that? You know what the problem is? These politicians are getting mad about Trump because they've been fucking us for so long. You're, you're never mad when you're doing the fucking, when you're fucking somebody over. That guy's never mad because he's getting over on you. But once you start figuring out how he's getting over on you and you start asking him questions, then they get mad. Right. Because you're catching on. You know what I mean? And that's just it. They're all mad because Trump's catching on. And he's starting to know who the players are. And he, he's narrowing it down. It's slow because there's a lot of them, like you said. Draining the swamp. It's a deep and big swamp. And uh, it's going to take a little while before all the Snakes and rats actually leave the water's edge. <laughs> no, you know yeah, I mean? there's a lot. There's a lot of water boxes in that swamp. Yeah, there is, and uh, uh, and that's just it. And it's draining the swamp. There's a lot of anger, you know, because uh, snakes and rats ain't they're losing their grip, you know. They're putting up a fight for all the ground they made already. They, they're trying to make a stronghold, but they, they really don't got a foot to stand on. I mean, sure, they got a lot of groups, LGBT, Black Lives Matter, all standing behind them. And any type of conservative group, NRA or the white power group like ourselves or, you know, uh, self-preservation, uh, the, uh, well, and, and they got uh, what's the latest one? Black first, land first, land first, black first, whatever it is. Yeah, that's the next wave, man. Be ready; they're really coming in deep. And that's after the government collapsed. They wanted to. Uh, I really thought they thought that the government was before Obama got out and they could take care of their business. But now that Trump's gotten in there, and then Trump, uh, Obama didn't get a finish it. Hillary was going to finish off, and they would both, you know, live like dictators. Uh, but, well, see, Obama, uh, Obama, Obama knew about this Russian meddling while he was in office, but yet he did nothing about it. I mean, he basically oh, kicked, the, kicked the Russian embassy uh, people out of the embassy and sent them back to Russia. Big whippy do, but, I mean, he already knew about the freaking Russian uh, involvement, and he did nothing major about anything. I mean, he was such a pacifist as as far as a president that, I mean, okay, let's draw a line in the sand. 
We're going to draw a line in the sand. You cross the line in the sand, and we're going to have to talk about it. Fuck that. Yeah. You cross you cross this line in the sand, you're going to have repercussions. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's saying. And if I catch you in America illegally, you're getting your ass kicked out. If you brought your fucking children, just like a criminal, your children are going to fucking foster care. You might not see them for a while. That's the chance you take committing that crime. Right. Well, you know, a lot of people don't remember the old terminology. Um, high fences make good neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is, whether it be whether it be six or sixteen foot tall. Right. And uh, shit ain't going on. I mean, it's not going on. Trump ain't gonna allow it. And all these fucking jackoffs that think he, they're gonna be able to make a change, you know, he is the president of the United States. He can make an executive order. He can sign a bill to make what you're doing illegal. He has the federal judges that he needs in place now to do this. Going crazy, call it what you will. But don't forget, he is the president. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wow, we got some we got supposedly we, we get we actually supposedly have Jeff Shoot of the NSM on on you know in chat. You want me to yeah, don't now Jeff you don't you don't even have him call in. He's not even worth talking to. Okay. I mean and well I mean, well unless you want to call RJ and get RJ in on this. Yeah, I'll have I have a little uh, little uh, get together with Jeff Shoop and RJ. Yeah. Nothing to talk talk to about. You know, there's nothing to talk to Jeff Shoop about. No. There's not nothing to talk about Matt Heinbach about. Oh, and who was that fat nigger, his number two man, let in his house? His kids were sitting on his fucking knee and everything else while he was talking about white power people. A fat nigger in his number two's house, eating dinner, watching movies, allowing his kids to sit on the fat nigger's lap. Yeah, uh, I know what show you're talking about now, but it's eluding me right now. That's a comedy central nigger. He went on there too. Yeah, because he's a joke, I guess. I don't know. What, all this fucking standing on a corner screaming at the camera for what? For five seconds of glory? <laughs> so let's get Jeff Shoop, uh, Mike, or, uh, Jeff Shoop, Heimbach. And uh, Richard Spitzer, all on the line at the same time. Let's have a debate. How about yeah. that, guess three? Boy, that'd be a good debate. A let's, talk right? about the, let's talk about the plagiarism of our site to begin with. That'd be a good one. <laughs> Number yeah. two, let's talk, let's talk about what you've done and what we've done. That'd be a better one. Yeah. Number three, let's talk about the 10 point program and your program 
let's talk about the the plagiarism of of the uh, of, of basically the uh, Aryan nations. Yeah, that would be another good Granby Fried Chomo. Hey, <laughs> said, hey, no, you were down at you were down at Grumpy's, and you said yeah. Grumpy's wasn't that good. With two of our brothers in touch, fucking flipping off the Granby sign. Go ahead, go look. It's awesome. Yeah. Population what was it like twenty five hundred? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Oh. <clears throat> I guess I could say that's big compared to growth. Don't be don't be an internet warrior unless you're gonna be a warrior. That's all I gotta say, because you you are not. Internet warrior or whatever, you are not unreachable. Yeah. Oh, we're not going to hurt Martin. No. Nah, we don't hurt anybody. No. Sure don't. But we 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 have a little organization down there that wants to start a chapter. Yeah. Well, you know, if he wants to attack me. I will defend myself. So oh, yeah. I'm not going to oh, yeah. and break bread. I'm not going to drink a beer. I'm not going to talk to him. So get the fuck away from me. Keep pushing himself on or coming yeah, around. Yeah, yes, three. Just yeah, hurt his car window. Yes, three. He's going to get a bite. But still, he's waiting on me. Guess uh, three says, just hurt his car window or something. Guess three, that's, that's not our... That's not our Motto. That's not that we we don't take. I mean, we don't take things out of out of people's property or destroy property. No. We don't even do anything illegal. I mean, so why would we want to throw a brick or or even bust a window out? I mean, that's stupid. When you show up on a guy's door and you knock on his door, and he he now knows that you know where he lives. It changes his attitude. Oh, I just got an update. Don't I, I just got an update. That <laughs> 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 right, Judy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll be right back. Um, got a call. Um, so I'll be right back there, bro. James Fox always told me, he said, you go knocking on their doorbell and they suddenly shut up. It's just a troll. You know you know his name and you know where he lives. And then all of a sudden, you say his name. Just like he told us in that, oh, it was on the ANSFMC show, the other one that got shut down. We had interviewed James. Uh, <laughs> well, we sent that troll out. We put his picture out and we... uh. James made a big speech about it. About how when you set a troll out, bad dress and a picture of it, they go away. It's in every folklore in every country in every land. 
same story. If you find a troll and you give up his name and his address, you say it out loud and he disappears. That's just what happened to the last troll. Where's his address in Granby? Oh, well, in a minute here, we got his address right Granby. I mean, if I wanted to wrap him up, I could have. Uh, but, I, you know, like I said, we don't go looking for trouble. Down in that area. Going to be over in Oklahoma soon, over JD's place, sometime this summer, hopefully. I've been uh, fixing my truck last few days. I got to tore the whole front part of it off. I well, process of buying gas, getting have to wait for Friday to roll around so I can buy another set of gas for the oil pan. I painted up my small part. Uh, and it's the engine looks pretty nice. And, uh, well, maybe not this weekend, but the next weekend we might be able to speed another ride in it. I do need to get down there in that area and see them four boys that we talked to and uh, see if they're still interested in starting a chapter. That'd be real nice. Uh, Right in that area. I'd like to start a couple chapters right here in the state of Missouri. A couple in Arkansas, too, would be nice. A few other states I'd like to get a little couple out on the West Coast. Uh, it gets a little crazier out there, I understand, but uh, it'd be nice to uh, get a couple uh, postal chapters out there. Or long ways to ride me. Fellas, but hell, nothing wrong with a nice ride. That's why we're biking right out there and go. You know, telling where we'll come up at. We sent us them out everywhere. Uh, we're there. You'll see us someday. We'll be passing through a town you're in. And, oh, you'll be listening to one of you guys listen to our show. Hey, there's a Tennessee phone. Some of you might be like, oh, no. I can imagine Jesus on the side of that turkey out there. Girl. <laughs> <My brother. laughs> you heard about that guy. <laughs> Big ass turkey walking through my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's a huge dude with my bow at it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hey guys, I'm back. Uh, smash the bell box, guess three says. They don't smash yeah. bell boxes. Well, I was talking about my truck, and then I started talking about, you know, we're bikers, and I'd like to start up a couple chapters, chapters here. They're in Arkansas, get a couple out, coastal chapters out on the West Coast, and a big ass fucking turkey come walking through my yard, sidetrack me, one hundred percent. Wow, look at that big ass turkey walking through the yard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought Ben said it was in Grandy. I guess 
fucking he he just walked across your yard as Granby's fried chumo turkey. Turkey. Yeah, he is kind of turkey. <laughs> He's kind of oh, shit, guys. <laughs> uh, oh, shit, yeah. So, that fucker was big. Yes, three, yes, three says, does Jeff, didn't Jeff shoot ride a motorcycle? Yeah, maybe a Honda. I thought it was a moped. Oh, that little scooter? Yeah, it would be one of them Vestas, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> He's got a basketball club up there. Michigan. <laughs> uh, colorful stuff up there. <laughs> I I don't even think it's NSN Jeff Shupong on on fucking on the line or not on the line but on on chat. But Granby Fried Chicken definitely homo, and I don't know who guess eight is, but. I'd like to drive up there to that town in Michigan where Ted Nugent's the mayor and uh, pull an interview on Ted Nugent that night. Dude, that'd be bad. Oh, yeah. See what he, see what he thinks about the uh, Jeff Swoop at the NFM on KNFSMC radio show being in his face. <laughs> Hey, what 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 church did you guys ride down to when you were down in that that neck of the woods? I don't you know. I just I, I didn't no. really. I, I guess I didn't go far enough through Granby, but I went right to the middle of town because there's only two thousand people, twenty five hundred maybe, I think it said, and uh, twenty eight. And there was uh, a a big like churchy looking building in the middle of town that was dead empty. It looked like windows were boarded up. Well, didn't you go to a, didn't you go to like a, a clan church, like a Tom Rob church or something like that? That was in Harrison. Who? That was when I went down to Harrison. I went down to Harrison the week before I went to Grampy. I was uh, in Harrison, Arkansas the week before I was in Grampy. Yeah, and you guys were down to a church. Whose church was that? Uh, that was Tom Rob's church down there. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't make it out there on State Road to actually get my picture in front of his church flipping, flipping off the camera like I like to do. But uh, I did talk to a couple of the townspeople and a girl that was the clerk at the gas station when I asked where the church was located. She told me, but she told me they ain't nothing. They're a joke. Right, coming from their own townspeople. Uh, <laughs> she said they're not a clan now. They might have been one day, but they ain't no more. I said, yeah, I heard it's just really like a group of Christians, a church. It ain't even, uh, you know, they don't really don't wear the robes or act like clansmen anymore. They're not even heard. They're seen. <laughs> Like regular Christians going to church. They prefer a white community, but they're starting to fight the media. I see a lot of shit on the news about it around here. 
and how the niggers are raising hell with it. They're trying to conform. Not no plan I ever heard of. Conformance the niggers way. Oh, no. It sounds like uh, Tom Robb and Bradley Jenkins are in cahoots. Yeah. Uh, there's still steady a white church, but I don't know how far wrong. I mean, Hot Springs is right near there, I guess, and that's uh, that's a major black area. Uh, I know there's quite a few of them power bullets. You know, that's closer to the Tennessee side over there by Memphis where it's uh, 89% black. Yeah, that ain't a good fucking ratio. No, it just kind of bleeds over into Arkansas, you know. Uh, some of them small towns down there around the food hill are overpopulated with niggers. They've gone into hot springs and deeper into Arkansas. <clears throat> you know, a lot of the niggers are just uh, a little more respectful than a Chicago nigger, though, you know. I can see where they think they might be able to stand with the niggers, but I, I can't believe that they actually think it or say it. I mean, I, I, I mean, you can deal with a respectful nigger. He steps up and asks you the time of day. You don't mind telling him it's 2.30. You know? Uh, but if he comes up with his pants sagging, acting like some gang-banging nigger, and he super cool swinging and bobbing around your fucking head like he's going to play the knockout game with you. You don't know if he's got the nuts enough to hit you or not yet. And what time it is, you're probably going to jack his fucking jaw trying to figure out. Yeah. Yeah, the guy, a guy I knew today that wrecked his bike because um, somebody cut him off and Come to find out, the uh, motherfucker that uh, made him wreck his bike didn't even have insurance. And I said, "Oh, you don't have a tire thumper?" Right. <laughs> he looked at me. Uh, he goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "Oh, I'll bring it in tomorrow. You come look what a tire thumper is." <laughs> I said, "I'll show you a fucking tire thumper. You better know how to make one." I mean, I said, "It's also a no insurance thumper too." <laughs> I said, because if I got to wreck my bike and a motherfucker ain't got no insurance, guess what? He he and his car are getting fucked up. Well, not right. him, but it's yeah. I mean, come on, man. You're gonna you're gonna ride around with no insurance and I got insurance? Bullshit. Yeah. I'm yeah, an Ashland I motherfucker. You know, you guys talk about oh yeah, hey, throw a brick at fucking uh, Lindstedt's. Uh, Mailbox. <laughs> what for? <laughs> it ain't worth my time. That's not his mailbox that belongs to Uncle Sam. It's just hurt his, just hurt his <laughs> car window or just hurt his car window or something. Why? Yeah. He's a, a half ass bearded clown. Hey, they Mel and Mel and Terry were in Grammy. They didn't even know who the fuck goddamn Winstead was. So, no. Yeah, popular he is. Come on, guys, really? I figured with a half a beard and the way he talks, everybody knows who he was. Right. Hey. I mean, but come on. I mean, you know, oh, oh what has he done? You know he, what he, it is. He, they all know he, who he is. To, nobody wants to he, hold up the nose. Yeah, nobody wants to give him up. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, it, you know, it's like, uh, okay, what what is what has Lynn done to me? Right. Oh, no. talk shit. And a talk shit, the internet warrior. That doesn't justify anything. Now, if Lynn said hit me with no insurance, and yeah, that'd be we have a little bit of an issue here. You know what I mean? But yeah. To, to fuck up the car and mailbox? Now, nah, man. Uh, it, 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 yeah. if, somebody, if somebody made me wreck my bike and, and, and the, cop come out, the cops come out and say, hey, uh, what happened to this guy's car? It's fucked up over here, fucked over there. Oh, oh, I did that because he ain't got any insurance. Right. I'll tell the I'll tell the fucking the police exactly what I did. I'm not afraid. No. No, I'm not going to get a Granby Fried Chomo's fucking <clears throat> house to fuck up a mailbox when all that some bitch has ever done is talk shit. And it's fucking crazy shit. I don't know how he's a child molester or accused a child molester, but, you know, whatever. The way he talks, as soon as he sees me, I'm going to need to protect myself. <laughs> But, I mean, you know, the last time, and here's the, here's the thing, guys. The last time I got on, um, the last time I got on with Winstep, I mean, I was whipping his ass verbally upside. He kept muting me. And one of one of the people in his, and one of the people in the chat room said, how come every time JD, you know, SS, uh, JD or is it John or whatever, um, how come every time um, he, he starts getting the upper hand on you, you knew it? Because yeah. he doesn't like to lose. He thinks he knows everything. He says, you know, Pastor Butler was single single seed uh, Christian identity. And he didn't know anything about dual seed Christian identity. Well, I hate to tell you this, you know, Rabbi Longstead, Pastor Butler had a compound. You got a church with nobody in the pews. One just seems so, funny the people he claims his faith to are passed away, gone, and dead. Uh, you can't go ask him if he really got his, uh, if he was a demon or anything. He's still right there. I could say the same thing. Oh, yeah, when I was 18, Pastor Butler ordained me. You know, <laughs> we all know it's a lie, but I, if I just stick to it, eventually somebody will believe me. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm basically if I wanted, I could have, um, you know, uh, Dennis McKiffin ordain me. Yeah. Why would that be any different than Pastor Butler? Right. That was his best. That was his best friend, Ken and Pastor Ray and uh, Doctor uh, Pierce. Pierce. Why? Why would that be yeah. any different than Pastor Butler ordaining me? The, Pastor Butler is no longer around. The only the only person that has the only person that has the authority to ordain anybody would be. Dennis McKiffin. Dennis was best friends with all of them. Right. I've seen letters from Ray Redfair to Dennis while he was in prison. Not just one or two, a whole stack. Right. Um, See, the, the, one, the, one, the one thing about these other organizations, and I'm sorry if this is really innocent shoot and Grandy uh, fried chicken. If this is really Lynn said, the, the difference between uh, Dennis and all you guys is uh, you talk shit, but Dennis 
walks the shit. He has the proof to back whatever he says. He doesn't have to go out and make up lies or or make himself look bigger or start a start a uh, Aryan organization, you know, that was uh, plagiarized off our site. I mean, he doesn't have to do it. No, that site is taking years to make. That yeah. site is probably the best white power site out there, except for possibly the creators. They have That's a badass site. But I've never, I mean, Jeff Shoot's site? Let me tell you what, if this is really NSN Shoot, your site sucks. You got to do copy our show, too? Well, no, what they what they do, and the reason why Rabbi Seth's here is because he, he gets information from this show to, you know, to bring the theory to his show. He needs new information and new ideology because he doesn't have the brain or the, or the networking or, or the capabilities of coming up with a, a, a program other than the bag on us. It's hard to Dirty, grizzly bikers that like to flip, off, flip the bird and drink beer. Whoa, okay. Wow. Hey, That's awesome. Start putting together a show and all I have to do is stand on the corner and scream white power and a bunch of protesting niggers. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, I, I got it. Why don't we all just go up to Chicago, Illinois and fucking, you know, get a permit, get put in a cage and yell white power through a bullhorn and see how well that works. Well... I went to Memphis, remember, and I, I, got, I got myself in a bit of a bind over that because we ain't supposed to be on the fucking news like that. And I, I just happened to go out there to that Klan rally, and it was in Memphis. Jeff Swoop was there, and he spoke, but uh, we was in a cage. There was more cops and SWAT than any, and news around us than anything. The niggers were so far away protesting, you couldn't even hear them. They couldn't hear us either. Uh, they just knew we were there. And they had a big fucking cage like a chicken coop with a fucking with a chain link fence over the top of it so nobody could climb over the top. Christ almighty, there were so many fucking cops there. A nigger couldn't get by to even touch the cage. They had big street poles with umbrellas like uh, skeletons with a camera on the bottom of each line. Nothing was going to move. But, I mean, if a cricket cocked its leg to fart, they knew about it. Uh, <laughs> what kind of what kind of white power leader is that? We get on our bikes. We ride right downtown to the local pub, whether there's niggers in there or not. Anybody who wants to talk white power to us, talks white power to us. We talk white power right back. We talk about our group. <laughs> what we believe in and what we don't. And we call niggers niggers. And not one nigger in the house says a goddamn word or go get the group of niggers to protest. Right. I mean, we've gone through, we, 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 go, we go to these bars with no police protection. We don't need it. We show up in public at your local park to grill out. We, we get around like that. And we don't hide behind the police. We just roll into town and, and stop and have a beer and a drink. Never no 
hell when we're going to roll through your town. But we will someday. And we, we will stop at that restaurant for breakfast, or we'll stop at that bar and grill for lunch or dinner. And you'll see us, and there ain't no bullshit. We talk just how we talk right here on this radio station. And we laugh. We joke. We have lots of fun, man. And uh, not one nigger gets up and says a word about it. No. There ain't no fucking dude. There ain't no fucking cop. If there is, he's off duty eating dinner or getting breakfast, too. And we, we, I mean, during conference, I mean, we ride the bars and, and they're, you know, uh, well, guess three, we don't know what town you live in. So, you know, um, I mean, if you want to specify that, we might be able to do that. But, uh, well, we roll, we roll through on conference. I mean, there, we, everybody in town knows that it's our conference, including, uh, I don't know, Mel, was that the FBI, CIA, or, I mean, what organization was that that was in that fucking, that, uh, that pan Yukon? I don't know. It was one of them damn organizations. They, you know, every, don't time, every, every, every time we cranked up the bikes, that some bitch passed by, and I'm like, wow, this is, this is just wild. Yeah. You're, See, you're, you're uh, you're passing by to get pictures of us on our bikes. They're not Watch worried about ass. guys that hide behind police protection. They're worried about guys that hike up because we don't need police protection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What fucking area nation you know of that needs police protection? <laughs> not mine. Not well, the one I'm in. organization not... needs police protection? NSM? AKK, fucking, uh, I mean, they all hide behind the cops when they stand on the fucking corner. You want to stand on a corner and scream and yell. Oh, but the Pearl Oyster Bar that the MSM, you know, they had a couple of lightings and they had the police protection there for the protection of the protesters. And one protester was arrested. Isn't that correct, Jeff Shoup? They were the cops were there for the protection of the protesters. I do remember right. reading that, and I was like laughing my ass off out loud. Yeah, because I wouldn't have had cops there. Right for what? No, I bet got his ass handed to him in fucking California. Not once, but I think twice. Right. Wow. Okay. Come up and ask me about fucking slavery. Boy, I'll school in quick. Uh, well, my last name's Patterson. There's a lot of Patterson niggers out there. It must have been one hell of a Patterson farm is what I thought. You know, tons of niggers on it. Just picking cotton like crazy. That is far from the truth. When I investigated a little bit, it wasn't a big farm. It was a little storekeeper named Patterson. And what he did is he bought niggers and he rented them out for people to work them, not beat them, because he expected them to work. <laughs> <laughs> Just what he fucking bought them for. If you beat them, they can't work with the rope. You don't go out there and pound on your fucking tractor because it needs diesel fuel. You need the fucking diesel fuel and put it in there. When your nigger's hungry, you give it some food so they'll keep picking cotton. I mean, 
you don't see farmers out there beating tractors or their cattle. I might snap a cow on the ass with a stick every now and then if he wants to move, grab his tail and twist it. Uh, but uh, he sure don't fucking hurt. You don't want to break it down as soon as that fucker's sick. He gets to some damn doctor in right away to bed. Same deal he did for the niggers. You know, I told a nigger that one night in the laundry man. And uh, that son of a bitch is ready to give it up and go work on the Patterson farm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was the same as these guys, you know. We gave them a broad to breed with. They bred with the broad and they never had to take care of a kid. <laughs> yeah. The owner did all that.
you know, we have a very large organization in the SSI tonight. Uh, you know, Dennis McKissan is obviously doing his own thing. And, uh, they, you know, Mel and I just basically run the show uh, week to week. And, um, you know, every okay. now and again we get the boss to chime in or we get, you know, a special guest to chime in. Uh, might, you know, you know, once in a while we get Ed down Florida to chime in or, um, you know, get Savage from uh, – uh, what the hell, Savage Realm? <laughs> no, you're the yeah, New Zealand and chime in, but you know, I mean, you know, it's all it's all good. I mean, uh, or or that, you know, we you know we yet to get um, General Rahul to chime in um, down in South Africa. That would be be an awesome show, but um, that would actually you know put some things into context as far as what's going on down there. He was on time for me and you took it off. Uh, I believe uh, it was the next member that interviewed him. And uh, it was a pretty good show. But when he left the club and shut down his talk to then we lost that show. Well, I'm impressed, guys. Um... I guess they're just here to listen to the show. <laughs> yeah. So far. Yeah, I guess they were just here to listen. Uh, hey, man, we get to yeah, sidetrack so much from shit talkers, we just leave a block down. Easier that way. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mel, you're the um, you're the uh, world ambassador, and I'm the uh, West Coast ambassador and propaganda minister. But I mean, you know, other than that, we're nothing. Uh, you're the Professor to Dennis McGiffin, the Aryan Yeah, well, you didn't have to add you. We didn't have to. We didn't have to add uh, add fuel to the fire, but yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I remember that night that Dennis laid that on you. He had a. We had the full council there, and he said, "Just so we don't have the problem that Reverend Butler had when he passed away, that everybody to the next leader." Uh, of the Aryan Nation, then I just wanted to make sure and make sure it was clear to full council that it was you. Right. Yeah. That there's there's no misunderstanding if anything ever happens to him or he decides to step down and retire so he can run around in all the chapters. I don't see that happening. He'll still be the president even if he did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> He's going to have to keel over of old age. <laughs> That's the only way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I mean, Dennis has been in this, been in this, um, you know, so-called movement for decades. And, you know, there's a lot of other people who can say the same thing. But uh, Dennis is actually... Uh, done more. I mean, he dubbed the, uh, the order, the new order. Uh, he went to prison Man. for the new order. Um, I mean, he, I mean, there's just so many things that Dennis, I mean, you can look up, you can just Google Dennis McGiffin's name. You know, it'll tell you exactly who the man is as far as, as what they want you to know. But what we know is a, is a whole different person. Um, I know you yeah. a few years, but I've known you. You guys have all become my best friends, not only my brother. Uh, 
He's an old country here. I've had him my brother for years before I even met the soul. He's one of my best friends. And my brother. Uh, just like all of you, I couldn't make nothing. Give you number one best friend with y'all in the same category. Uh, man, we, we've got such a good group here, man. I mean, we're all tight. We don't lie. We, start to, we seek the truth. Uh, we live by the standard of truth. I mean, we don't do no illegal activity. There ain't nothing any of us got to worry about going to jail for. I mean, uh, the most biggest thing the background checks for to make sure we ain't stuck with thieves, buyers, rats, and fucking uh, child molesters. Uh, why would we want people like that walking amongst us claiming this great nation? I mean, we even have... Uh, we even have a... a, a you know, a page on our site that have people that are condemned by our our organization uh, for other organizations that are, you know, willing to take them in. And uh, they're more than willing to contact us in any way, shape, or form and get a hold of us and ask us why we kicked them out of our organization. We'll, we'll tell them the straight-up truth. I mean, there's no reason to lie about why an individual left on bad terms. I mean... Yeah. Treasonous motherfucker gets leaves our group. We put him up there for treason. And then he goes and joins one of you other groups. You don't think he ain't going to try that same treason in your group? Oh, uh, that's already been proven with Eddie. Right. Ah. Uh, that's already been proven with Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it don't work out for none of them. We, we've, like you said, Eddie, he went and joined a couple different groups, and uh, it didn't work out. None of the groups have three left up. And uh, same with a couple of the other guys. They, they, you know, weaseled their way into different groups, and it don't last long. They're back right out with nothing. Those are those guys, you know, they want to belong to something, but they don't know how. They don't want to fully commit. I mean, it, well, it's, it, not, it's, it's not a full commitment. I really don't think it's a full commitment. It's basically they uh, they don't want to be a man of their word. Nothing your word. Right, them. exactly. You're going to be there. you got to be there. You can't tell all the guys to show up at your house for a function and then you're not home. You know? Right. Or we get there and it's not right. It don't feel right. You're not comfortable. You know what I mean? Because uh, Mikey didn't want us there anyway. Uh, that That's fucked up. And that's just, and then you want it more. You're just looking, you can see the guy's looking for a way to try to take over your your group. Yeah, hey, that did not happen. No. Everybody can always do the best. That's my what I was looking for. You know what I mean? Well, everybody has uh, everybody has their own ideology. They have their own opinions. They have, you know, opinions. They're like, you know, lips and assholes. Everybody's got one. Um, I mean, everybody's got, you know, what they think is better. But, I mean, you can't go with the knowledge of our president um, under the Black and Southern Solution and tell me that there is not a better organization out there. There isn't a better organization out there. We are the organization out there. 
I don't care who you are. Right. Right. No. And, uh, like I said, number one, we don't stand behind police protection. We we roll. I mean, we're out in the public a lot. I mean, we're not that hard to see. got a big fence right on the side of both sides of my bike. I fucking we're like cut it's got an FS on the back. Big F head right in the middle. So I got the Aryan Nation standard patch right on the front, great big. I got a blue clock plant patch down on the bottom of my left hand, right over my pocket. Uh this boss. I mean and there ain't not one nigger that ever says a word about it. No, and they won't. I mean, if this is really innocent, Jeff Shoup, I mean, you and I are back, uh, you know, tried to start the Aryan Nation Alliance, which, uh, from my understanding, has faltered 100%. Um, you tried to join all these organizations that had rats and snitches, including Hatchet, and it, you you allowed Hatchet in it, even though Hatchet's on our website is a, is a fucking snitch, a federal snitch. And uh, we still got our we still got our statistics circle, uh, our crime group, and we still got our uh, the TCM with us, and we shut down the RWR. So uh, right, uh, our hub has been a hub for ten years, the longest group with us being the TCM, and that's ten years is the longest that they've been side by side. With yeah, the Katie group. They've aligned
Yeah, that wannabe white boy that was listening to, he actually, um, we, we had some people in Arizona that were watching him, was watching him. Uh, wasn't that the dude in Arizona that had the tattoos up to his neck and they supposedly yeah. are in the R, pulled, pulled in a Walmart uh, playing rap music. I'm not really? sure, that's a white, that's a white boy? He's in a little bit of trouble with the law. He may be in prison right now. That's why we're not here. Yeah, that's a white boy listening to fucking nigger rap? Nah, bullshit. Yeah. He's saying too damn stupid. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> all that hand job like a nigger be talking. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Keeping a spark and everything. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. He don't even look like a big guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, he don't talk like one either, but he just, the words he says, white power, but it's farthest from what, you know. He's got all the tattoos and everything, but all the actions say he's bigger. Uh, brotherhood, not a 
they have paper membership. We got the Facebook social club. We actually meet up together. <laughs> yeah, we we actually hand out applications by hand. We don't go and pick your application up on Facebook or or even on our website or any of that. I mean, that's not acceptable. We have to meet you, and if we don't if we, we don't like you when you when we meet you, it goes no, it goes no farther than that. We've all laughed and joked together. We've cleaned cups and broke bread. We've all slept under the table. Uh, we broke things together. We, we've done it all, man. And that's what makes us a brotherhood. We actually get out and do things together. Don't just sit here in the chair all the time playing on the computer. Oh, there is a lot of computer work involved in it. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and we do play a little bit on the social networks, but we also, most of the time, we gather, we meet, or we're, we're get together to set up meetings and functions, or like throwing awareness, pride, pride, and uh, bush camp, survival camp, uh, tornado camp, float trips. This this year, uh, we already had a, another new float trip started for the Fourth of July. Now we'll have that annual Fourth float trip there. We have one on Labor Day, uh, an annual float trip. What is this, our fifth or sixth one? At my house? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With the bonfire. Hope yeah. you get Brooke a, uh, hope you get Brooke a new band because um, we're going to have a Viking burial for the old one. We'll put it out there by the fire and drink the radio up real until Mary dies. Do what? <laughs> Everyone just put it out there by the bonfire. Bump. No, I, I wanted it to be part of the bonfire. No, I was going to have all the crap in, man. <laughs> no, no, we were we were going to have um, we we're going to I was going to have Dennis give it his last lights. That or I can't because my my family is nothing but Vikings, so I we were I'll, I'll give it its last lights. Oh, it's Yeah, it's going to be part of the bonfire. You know, it's going to be in the middle of that old pond, and then we're going to put wood around it. Actually, Vernon, it'll melt that thing all the way down on the ground. No problem. No, I'll buy another one just like it. Use that little part of Oh. It still runs like a top. The body's about busted, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even well, the little carrier wheels up underneath the bottom of the frame, so when she drops, uh, like just yeah. flies with overload wheels. You, know? you need you need a well you need to weld a piece of steel all the way across the, the the bottom of both sides of that van. Hell, the the one door that doesn't open is keeping that thing upright. Oh, I just couldn't work. I wouldn't do that to you, but it does sound like a good idea. She is mighty quiet. I guess I pissed her off. <laughs> uh, 
I pissed her off before I got on the show? No, I did. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm good. At, I'm good about pissing. I'm good about pissing people off. I do it every day on the web page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do that double time because uh, the hackers can't get past the GoDaddy security either. No, I mean, I got SSO certificates and everything else. So, I mean, it's uh, safe for people to visit, and um, and it's uh, basically, uh, you know, it's a hack of proof, but, I mean, they see those SSL certificates, and they're just going to go to the next site. Yeah, but they do a good job of keeping, uh, uh, they do a real good job of security. I mean, you see, well, they, what they do is, um, who, who is that one one uh, organization, uh, Stormfront? Did they ever get another site up and running? I don't think so. I, I, a couple of them got shut down. I never really go there to look at a site. Because, uh, well, it's, it's just our site plagiarized. I mean, it don't even it don't look as professional as our site. And uh, you can know just a couple words here and there, like uh, throw some ebonics in there, and the next thing you know, it, it, it it's, it's the word from Jeff Schmoop that he stole from the NSFC page. <laughs> oh, well, right. Uh, well, I mean, if I want to see a real site, I go to our own. I, I looked at all these websites, JD, when I was looking for the Aryan Nation and nobody answered my call. They all claimed to be these white power groups. But you put it out there that you've been locked up in prison and you're looking to get into the Aryan Nation and no one called you back. How many called you back? None. Just Dennis, you right? Gotta, you got you to really realize I was dealing with the uh, the Aryan Nations under Patrick Williams and Jeremy Visser back in the day. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know no better. I called the NSF. I called all these groups. Every white power group I could find online. I called their number. I sent them email. <laughs> if I could find an email, uh, ever since 2000 to 2000 and what? I wasn't expecting so 
Lord, hang on a minute. Let me crack my head. <laughs> I didn't think you was going to answer the phone. He said, I picked it up like second or third ring. I said, yeah, but nobody answers the phone when I call. <laughs> so what do you mean? I said, I told him about calling all these other white power groups looking for brotherhood, but I got out of prison and nobody would answer the phone or send an email. He said, well, you got the real orientation now. That's why you got it, answer. And then and we just hit it off from there. You know, and I would only say, hey, when, you're, when you call the Aryan Nation, say you're an Aryan, you're an Aryan Nation. If they're not Aryan Nation, they get scared of me. They won't take your call or answer your email. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody wants to get found out as a bullshit. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, that you got guy like me mad because I'm the bullshit. Uh, ever since I got into sadistic souls, I, I know in my heart I ain't not the bullshit not one. And uh, we live by the standard of truth because it's the true Aryan nation. You tell me anything different. Uh, I I have consented that we are that we are the Aryan nation. I mean Nobody else is. I see all these guys out here trying to claim to do that and the rest of them. They all get it for personal gain, man, one way or another. And not them. We don't do them. Not one of us are rich men. We don't get rich to take the coin to get rich and blood others. Uh, our riches are right here amongst each other. And uh, the love we have for each other is brothers. If we were only a paper member for a, 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 a social network membership, we wouldn't have that. I mean, if, if you a flat tire 100 miles from my house or farther, I'd come drive there and help me out. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, if I was just, this was just a paper membership or social network, you might not have that. You send out your little Facebook message, I need help. And I'm on this highway, and nobody's going to talk to you for a couple days. No, they don't help. Right, because you need help, or you're down on your luck. I just got mad and sent it on Facebook, and when my boy totaled my truck, and a few of a couple brothers got together, next thing you know, I had another truck. What, no brand new truck? Just a better truck, just another beat-up truck. I had, I'm still working on it, changing parts over. It had a, broke, uh, a, a bad front seal. Hell, for the money we gave for it, it's worth going a little bit of my time in it for labor. It'll be a nice truck here in a minute. That's a broke Oh, one. yeah, hell, that, that thing's going to be a that, I mean, you've done good on that. That thing's going to be a nice-ass truck. Matt, J.D., I look that truck over. I can't use it for a work truck, dude. I'm not shitting you. That truck's in too good a shape. And it's pretty rare to find a short box with a fucking manual five-speed in it. <clears throat> uh, I'm just going to try to do my best to restore it. Yeah. It's 30 years old, man. It's an antique truck. 
it's in too good a shape to just beat it up like that. Make a better truck. Well, even Brooks said it ran like a top. Yeah, it does. It's a little bit neat and It's 32 years old. But the, you see the body's in really good shape. Under carries is in just as good a shape. Christ, I'm clear now by uh, Arkansas Joplin area when I picked it up. I mean, there's not a drop of rust on it. Oh, it looks like the guy got lifty with a couple of fellas that had a ball mat. The hole looks perfect for a ball mat still over the side of the truck. Like they caught it with just the tip and stretched the metal a little bit. But, uh, you know, the only real rust on it is the cap corner. That's only about the size of the border. Yeah, that's easy to fix, man. You know somebody that can fix that. I mean, hell, that looks like, I mean, compared to the truck that you had and the truck that you have now, I, I think you got a better truck. Yeah. I had a good truck. That other truck was a good truck, but it was it had more rust around the fenders and shit. It was slowly starting to fall apart. Uh, I was, I got, like I said, you see me, I had a hell of a lot of new parts on it. But it was 30 years old. It was an 88. That's our letter. 88. Uh, I, I just wanted it because it was an 88. I was going to restore that. But, well, this little short box, I mean, that, that's the sport model right there. That's the one every hick and hick still wants, you know. Uh, I'm one of them hicks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I ride a bike or I drive a truck. <laughs> uh, I brought uh, a truck up to conference. Yeah. I don't, huh? Y'all will bring it up. No, I mean, yeah, I brought a truck up to conference. Yeah, you did. That, uh, that green one. Uh, that Dodge you drive, that's a nice Dodge, too. You got me there. Man back. Yeah. Yeah, you even know that to your neighbor for almost two years. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, that wasn't bad, though. No. You helped your neighbor out. Another white guy. He kind of took right. advantage of the situation, but, you know, he, he, he needed it. Yeah. He's your neighbor, man. Now, now when that fucking nigger gets ready to break in your window, he's going to be that guy standing on the corner. It's, uh, it's him in the head and a rock before you can bust your window off. Yeah, I know. He'd be, with the, he'd be there with a shotgun. He's a crazy-ass neighbor. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, that's what neighbors are for. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. Call me whenever something's going on tonight. I come up there to sneak around their property in the dark. That's what it takes. That's what they ask me to do. You know, hey, you think you can sneak up here and sneak around a little bit too, sneak it around my driveway? I sure will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll be sneaking up your driveway. Just my damn fucking, uh, uh, my damn phone was telling me to make a left, and I'm like, make a left or make a right, right into the fucking ditch? Are you kidding me? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Chip Tony, yeah. make a right, make a right, make a right for like fucking 100 feet. I'm like, make a right in my ass. Siri got searching almost there, and uh, Siri told him to knock on the door and ask for the paper. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and then I try to text you, and you guys are out out doing the canoeing thing, and no phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what was one like? I told him that side somewhere. Well, you guys, you guys, but. You guys must have some bad storms there, man, because you've been cutting up for you've been cutting out for like the last half an hour. Oh, I've been cutting out. Oh yeah. Well, the storm's about to pass. It looks like, but it's still surrounding. Well, it's only 107 degrees in OKC. Oh fuck! Tomorrow we're supposed to hit 103. Stay yeah, tomorrow we're we're supposed to hit a hundred hundred like a hundred and eleven with the heat index. Yeah, all this fucking rain we're getting ain't do a goddamn bit of good because the the hundred degree weather's gonna suck it right back out of the ground. It's gonna be eighty percent humidity, hot, nasty out. Uh uh and it's just the ground's just gonna dry right back up. The ground's so dry around here right now. Uh, farmers are already feeding their cattle hay from bale. Drive the price of hay up to like 80 bucks a bale. What? Yeah. For one of those round bales, four by five, five by five. Yeah, that's pretty bad. They're running around $80 right now. They was running 30 in the beginning of summer. They got it from the dark field. Got any hospital bills? You have to pay it all. You don't have to when you're here, does 
No, don't ask me when you hit a deer. But, uh, yeah. So he's my neighbor. So whenever I see his cattle out, I stop at his house or I give him a phone call right away. Hey, Dave's got some cows out on the blacktop. You know, you might want to get those in. Sometimes I even chase them back in. You know, and, uh, the old boy showed up down here one day, told me to swing by his house, and I did. He broke, and he had a big pole. That's 160 pounds. That'd be a good prime thing to take in right now. He said, I'll even drive it to the parking lot. He said, I want to give you a pick because you've saved a lot of trouble. Somebody would have hit one of my cows in the last two or three years. I've been here almost 17 years, so I, I, we made a pretty good impression on the neighbor's drive within the first two or three years.
Right. Well, I mean, you know, we we need to get some more participation in here with our crew, but you know, everybody's got their own thing to do, and you know, uh, time is limited. You know, we we put we put aside the uh, time to run these shows and everything else, but I mean, that's just us. I mean, yeah, I guess oh, just I a little dedication on our part. I got country here with me. He usually gets in on the show at the barn. And uh, Ruth does too. And yeah? So, I mean, that would just be uh, two more phone calls, but when we all call in from this house, Echo Country tried to ask if he could talk to his phone when he wanted to talk. And uh, it gives a lot of uh, reverb back. Right. Yeah. So uh, we had to stop that. None of us can talk when that's going on. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Well, shit, KD, I guess we're falling rap. Yeah, I'm wore out. Like I said, uh, heck, uh, I need a vacation. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, I just need a fucking vacation. Getting close to float trip weekend. Yeah, it is, but I don't even know if I can get away for that. You know, I mean, I'm trying, but... Hey, you pour that fuzz volleyball every year, too. Huh? You go to that fuzz volleyball every year. That's kind of like a vacation, ain't it? Yeah, not this year. Oh, you ain't going to do that this year? No. Nah. You going to do something else? Nope. Ah, yeah, I don't know yet. Tell me you're going to work when you used to have fun. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm just working. Yeah. Working my ass, ass off. You've been giving you a lot of extra time. Yeah. Hey, that's all cool. When you're the white man, you shine. No matter what you do. Yeah. Oh. It ain't hard when you got to work amongst a bunch of niggers and Mexicans and shit. It's easy for a white guy to step in. Uh, outwork them with ducks when you're from a small town. you got to try to outwork a bunch of other white fellas. <laughs> oh shit, yeah. Uh, I said, Oh yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. That's you know a good part about being in a city. Don't gotta hesitate, gotta try so hard to